Welcome back to the podcast, the only podcast where the host can't shut me up. I am your host, Billy Blinks, joined as always by my co-host, Brian. Hello. Waleed. And this week, joined by an old dear friend of mine, Vise the Bold. He is the host of the Corrective Consciousness Podcast and the Reactive Consciousness Podcast. My friend, how are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. Doing a lot of talking tonight. I'm going to do some recording uh, tonight of both of those. I'm glad we can warm you up. Um, yeah, it has been a we've been talking now. We've reconnected probably over I'd say like the last year or so. Obviously, yeah, yeah. online, that's kind of a common thread of a lot of people over that the pandemic and things. And uh, obviously, a lot of it came over content creation and, you know, my former iterations when I started podcasting and then continuing with like with reality guys. And I've been listening to you since I've seen you posting on them a few years, probably like a year and a half, two years ago. I've probably been listening and definitely been messaging (laughs) you you know i've definitely i've been messaging you here and there you you have i'm surprised every time that you like say something specific because i'm like ah he's actually listening to this i swear (laughs) dude i i swear to god not i you're one of the probably like two or three podcasts that i actually like listen to like fully listen to i listen to pcl pop culture leftovers which you know brian and jake are dear friends of mine now and i actually just did three episodes with them this weekend so uh, this week, which is the week of February 20th, you'll have there's an episode of the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Man, this trailer breakdown. Yeah. Then we actually did a full episode on all the spoilers that are compiled from Reddit and all the different kind of main leakers that have been have a good oh, man, track you, record. You're you're looking the, that stuff out on purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, well, listen, there, you know, we so, yeah, we there's listen, the thing is, a lot of the times a a lot of the plot elements, people, you kind of just know, you know, the runs are going with and the things are always they're, they're not always 100 percent right. This it's yeah. not like a beat for beat. Here's this scene. Here's that scene. Here's that. There's some of that. Like, here's some specific scenes. A lot of the stuff specifically in like the third act is very like vague and we don't really think is actually what the third act is. So it's again, really just it's serving the audience. It's a bonus episode of their podcast. So it, it's not something where it's the only thing that they have access to during the week, because then gotcha. there was the regular episode this week where we reviewed everything that was the news of the week and the current releases we did uncharted the peacemaker finale different things that dropped this week on netflix hbo max etc so make sure to check them out that is pop culture leftovers but i'm telling you this because everyone knows that has like been my favorite podcast forever but i have not missed an episode even if i have to like be backed up a few weeks if i haven't been listening to podcasts in general i am totally up to date with your podcast i know we want to talk about some things in general, but you can tell everyone better than myself. So why don't you kind of just let us know what you guys do? Okay. Yeah. So um, Corrective Consciousness uh, is a podcast where we really just go over um, our, our, uh, our tagline is, uh, uh, you know, um, the, the, um, we explore the inanity of pop culture in it. Uh, So, um, so we, in the corrective consciousness, which comes out on Thursdays, um, that that is a topic based one. So we'll just pick a, um, me and my co-host Lotus Prince, uh, who is actually like a really popular, like uh, not like you know like like ninja or anything, but he's a he's a popular YouTuber. Um, uh, he um, he has something like you know forty thousand. 
Yeah, dude, following. I'm surprised when I looked the people. first time. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm sure he's got like a nice little following. He's got the Patreon. No, what the he, fuck? He's legit. Um, uh, he's he's bu- he's booing me. Uh, I'm I'm the host of, of the <laughs> podcast and like, uh, you know, but he, he really the people are there for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he's a he's he has a really popular patch Patreon. He has a lot of people that go into his like streams and stuff. But um, we we were um, friends from uh going all the way back to grad school when we both thought we wanted to be Eng- uh, high school english teachers and neither uh we're both <laughs> we both have not become english teachers well he 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 teaches uh, uh college english but I, okay. I i i don't i'm not involved in that at all but uh yeah he uh we we do that and then on tuesdays which um uh we we do a a uh, co- podcast called Reactive Consciousness, where we go over, um, you know, uh, recent events uh, in pop culture. Um, so, so mostly video game related, but uh, a lot of comic book and um, film stuff as kind of like B roll, I, I would say. Yeah, and um, so and and of course like movies and stuff too. So um, and and TV shows, uh, you know, when it's when it's relevant. So uh, we 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 do that. We we talk about you know uh, recent famous deaths and and birthdays and stuff <laughs> yeah. too. Um, you know, just to keep it light. Uh, you always do talk the deaths. I do appreciate yeah. that. You always do bring them up, even especially people that would be ones that may not be completely celebrated, whether they were like illustrators or producers or some people that would be a little bit more obscure by name but once you actually get into what they actually accomplished in their life you're like oh my god that this person that was incredible so that's definitely something you're kind of making light of but i think it is a a good source of information for people yeah i I think especially for those people it's like a like you know I'll, i'll have no problem going over the death of a famous like special effects guy um, or, or, or something like that, you know, somebody that you wouldn't know the name of, uh, but I would be, you know, like look back at, at, at the repertoire. It's, it's like really amazing and you can really learn some stuff, but um, um, we've been running for about five years. Um, we only didn't record one week uh, during that entire time. And that was due to my, uh, due to my, uh, my um, honeymoon earlier uh, late last year. So, uh, and uh, we, we played a classics uh episode uh, classics episodes of of uh old episodes um from back then um when we had like different hosts and stuff uh different co-hosts and stuff so that was cool uh for people to you know newer listeners to or, or you know people to look fondly on and um um actually i've been podcasting for a really long time i i i, I was podcasting uh back when like podcasting first started um, I, I orig- did the original incarnation of the hardcore gaming 101 podcast, okay. um, which is now has evolved into the GC nine X po- podcast. Um, but it's, it's still kicking. Um, and I, I did that for a couple of years and then, um, but it was infrequent. We just did that when we could get together at the time. Mm-hmm. And I did mech taco after that, which is a, a very local podcast <laughs> for about a year or two. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it's making fun of a uh, poorly named, uh, poorly translated boss in um, Captain America and the Avengers for the Super Nintendo, um, you know, the beat 'em up game. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they didn't, uh, it, it should have been Mech Octopus, but instead they did Mech Taco. Oh, like they didn't translate Taco. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's the kind of stuff. So, like, besides that, we're going to get yeah. into, like, the, the retro game stuff. And I had a whole thing with there. But the last thing I wanted to talk about, like, your podcast before we kind of just moved on yeah. to our stuff was I do appreciate the stuff that you guys have been doing. You've been kind of doing those long form series on different franchises and stuff. I know you just finished one up on the Matrix and you've done several yeah. other in the past, you know, the Batman stuff and all like that. So, well, what kind of got you guys going into that? I mean, how do you like doing that compared to doing your kind of like weekly coverage stuff? Uh, so we we really like doing the the reactive one because we really don't need to write that material like I don't need to do any research for that I just you know uh, basically like things on Twitter as I go along and then I talk about them with uh, you know we talk about we just react to them so that that's kind of the whole purpose of that um, but the um, I, I really like the deep dives we've been going into like you know um, we, we like you said we did the Matrix we talked about uh, Lord of the Rings like as a series. Um, um uh earlier and um we did ghostbusters we did um you know a bunch of other different things uh, that were were relevant and uh i i like doing that one a lot uh the corrective consciousness is is also where we do like our fan stuff as well like uh, we read off our uh, fan comments and uh we we answer a fan question at the end of every episode so we get some participation we even have some guests come on that are that are fans um on occasion so um i i i really like doing all that stuff because it's interactive um mm. it, it keeps it from just being just me and him screaming out into the void uh you know that kind of thing so oh i know um, exactly what you mean yeah, yeah it, it's nice to know like people are out there listening to us so um and and interacting with us and being part of our our tight-knit community so um but i i, I really uh, i love it i mean it, it's also like um, my co-host talks a mile a minute and can just talk forever. Uh, I know I like I, I sound like I can do that, but like he's even even more so. Um, and so like that's my time for me to catch up with him, you know, post college. You know, there you go. So, yeah. So I really do think people would check it out. I know the guys here, Brian Waleed, would definitely enjoy it. It's definitely like right up our alley. So I wanted to kind of like open it up to the group and kind of just be in a way other people to get to know you. And also for our listeners now, this is a few episodes in. This may be episode two. This may be episode three. We don't know. We're just going to go with yeah. it. Things have you know, things are a little amorphous here in the beginning, just based off of schedule. So we these are beginnings. All- <laughs> These are humble beginnings, but they'll all be out. So, um, guys, I'll start with you, but then I do want to ride around to Brian and Waleed because I don't think, obviously, on the podcast here, this has been kind of common knowledge or been even put out there yet. So, I want to know, Vise, what was your favorite system of all time? Again, depending on if people have heard episode one yet or not. Um, I also want to know your favorite game of all time and then your favorite gaming memory. And then we'll go to Brian and Waleed and then I'll follow up with mine. So um, it, it's actually uh, I always I always say that, it, you know, your favorites are always at like uh, certain junctures of your life. Like uh, if I had to say objectively, uh, I, I would say like the switch currently is really really awesome uh uh just a lot of the retro revival stuff that's just on there uh, a lot of old games that uh didn't get a chance to be translated into english uh from the playstation one and even nes and super nes era are making their way to english uh in official capacities um uh unlike i'll i'll you know uh, and also like the availability and the portability and and being able to, um, you know, switch switch modes like that is just phenomenal. But like, it, you have to go with your heart, 
and you have to go with like uh, your emotions and nostalgia and all that. And uh, I, I just was a Genesis kid, and 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 Bill, you you were you were that way too. Yeah, I, I was know, too. I, yeah, like I think everybody in our in our neighborhood was really into Genesis uh, more so than than uh, everything. Um, it. it a lot of my interests um, stem off of my older brother, who's seven years older than me. So um, he's like, you know, uh, a lot older than me in terms of uh, siblings. So um, like, I, I really looked up to him as the cool person, you know? So um, like he, he bought a Genesis after we had an NES for a long time and it, it stopped working. And uh, just when he brought uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 home uh, with Streets of Rage 2, uh, that was just it, it just blew my mind uh it's just like the parallax scrolling and um i didn't know what to call it back then because you know i didn't have a name for it but um the parallax scrolling and the depth uh, the more colors and how fast those games ran um uh, you know like no slowdown in, in sonic and all that stuff um and the music it, it was just phenomenal music. in both uh, in all those games so um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Genesis. It, it, it's just close to my heart. My, my favorite video game of all time is a Genesis game. And I, I, I don't think anything will ever top that, even though I know that there are, um, you know, like objectively better games, you know, like uh, my, my, my favorite video game of all time is uh, Gunstar Heroes. I don't know if uh, anybody has ever played that one, but um I'm gonna look it up real quick, see if it picture jogs my memory. Yeah, it, so it, it's it, it's kind of like a hardcore gamers game. Uh, it it is uh, kind of like Contra uh, in a lot of ways. It, it's made by Treasure, who went on to go make Ikaruga, if you know what that shmup is, uh, the one where you switch to be black and white. Yeah. Um, that's what they're mostly known for. Um, but uh, they they made like a lot of wild, uh, crazy games with like really weird, um, uh, like physics and um really weird uh like things to do in them and, and mechanics but um gunstar heroes was was really cool because it was like metal slug or contra but uh it had constant mini bosses and and big bosses like constant like all the time they kept throwing them at you so everything was very unique it wasn't like you were like killing the same bad guys over and over again um you had to do constant creative things in order to uh defeat them and the weapon system was really unique there there were like um uh there are were four different weapon types and uh you needed to combine them um like you, you and you could get like a bunch of different combinations of uh, of uh, results from from combining the two different weapon types, uh, whatever you had. They had like a homing weapon, uh, a chaser, um, like an electric weapon and, and, and a fire weapon. And it, it just was really, really a lot of fun. And it's two player. Uh, and not only that, but like uh, you could do acrobatics in it. Like you could flip, uh, you could do a lot of sliding um, and you could grab things out of the air and throw them. Um, you could even throw your your partner uh, to like like all over the screen. It was just it's a wild game that like um, I, they made a sequel to it on the Game Boy Advance, but like it it just wasn't the same because it wasn't two player or anything. But it it, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, the original is just and I, I liked it. I I, uh, I rented it at our old video game store, our, our video store at the front of our our um, 
it was that video town. I don't know if you remember. Oh my video town. god! Yeah, <laughs> uh, at, at the front of uh, Whitman Square. Oh my and, god! <laughs> uh, yeah, bringing back all those memories. Um, that one didn't I, last. I, I rented it a long, long time ago, and I I saved up my money and I bought it as my first video game. Like I, I bought it from a store, but I I, I loved it when I rented it. And uh, it stuck. At, uh, and then later on, I did research and I found out that it's like one of the most like highly regarded. It's not like a super popular game, but it's a highly regarded game. And I was just like, wow, I had taste uh, like I, did, I didn't even know it. Uh, you know, it was just like one of those things. Um, but yeah, um, uh, that's what I'm going to have to go with. And a uh, gaming memory. I mean, uh, I kind of just went over it. I mean, my brother when my brother came home with uh, with Sonic and I saw Green Hill Zone and and the 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 nature of the scrolling backgrounds and and the music and uh especially when like robotnik comes on with that um like faux 3d uh wrecking ball um, oh, yeah and and the the deep bass like um drum uh coming from that that's the like robotnik song it's just um there was nothing that was like blew my mind more than that moment uh, I would say in video gaming, um, because like all I, I, I went from playing, uh, you know, Donkey Kong and, and Mar- Mario three to that, which, you know, so all right. let somebody else talk. <laughs> no, no, I think there's honestly, man, again, the, the thing that gives you people a taste because I know Gunstar Heroes, when I looked into it, obviously from you talking about it in your podcast, it always gave me the, the metal slug vibes, at least with the art yeah. style and stuff. Yeah. Now it's definitely on the list, something I want to be able to play. I mean, I have my Genesis and things like that. To be well, it's to- on the Switch right now. Um, You can play it in the Genesis app if you okay, have cool. uh, All right, expansion cool. plus. Yeah, I have my yeah, Switch just, right looking, just looking at the photos, that's something that I can see the resemblance to like metal slug. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we can play it on Switch. I know that a few of us have that, so we can definitely we'll pop on that. But all right, so Bry, you know, like I said, I kind of know about a lot of your interests, but I kind of want to hear your kind of same take on the three questions, and we'll go to Wally. Let me just say a couple like things that I like. Just looking at the game that you just said, like those yeah. that style of side scroll. To me, it sounds like it's a smash, similar to a Smash and Bash. Like you're just clearing level, like you're advancing, you're fighting bosses. Like I think those are the best type of games. So I've never played this game, but I just reading about it real quick. I would really like this game if I ever played it. I wasn't a second guy, but just like the way, you, like you said, it's like a, you, you're advancing through levels, any two player game where you're like, you can work together to beat bosses. It sounds really fun. Contra's fun. I agree with you. And another thing I really want to add on is music, I think was better on the Sega Super Nintendo era. Like every game had like the games that I really liked, like, was it Takami? Is that one of the games? The, the like the people that made like uh, Ninja Turtle games and like what oh, was Konami. Oh, Konami. 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 Yeah, they, they had amazing soundtracks to all their games. I think like Donkey Kong had great soundtracks. Like oh, I was a gigantic Konami fan. Uh, in fact, yeah. to this day, oh, I've been kind of working on getting all the uh, NES and Famicom and Super Nintendo, Super Famicom and Genesis uh, uh, Konami games because. Uh, they like I even have uh, a lot of their music on on vinyl, like so I could play the records. Like it, I have it on my, it's on my iPod. It's it, it's yeah. good stuff, man. Like, oh, just, yeah. I think they they're cared. on Spotify. I mean, it, yeah. it's pretty cool. They cared about every aspect of the game, so they put like time into making cool, like little. I don't know what they were doing because they're definitely just hitting buttons, like making sounds. But it's way cooler than I think a lot of the music today and a lot of the games you play. Cause they just care about stupid battle royale oh well, you should you should check out um uh yuzo koshiro's stuff uh he's the guy who did the streets of rage soundtrack 
Okay. Uh, and he he did like a lot of other stuff. He did a Act Razor from that era as well. Uh, there's a lot of other games as well. But like like just listen to Streets of Rage two, and then you could be like, wow, this is this yeah, is, there's nothing impressive. else like it. Yeah, yeah, like they really cared weird. about what they were doing. And like you said, like one guy would do a bunch of different games, and it's just I don't know. I, I just I appreciate the music a lot in the games I played as a kid. Um, I would probably say that my favorite game. Is I really like uh, Turtles in Time. Oh yeah, and, like my go-to awesome. favorite game. That was a great one, yeah. I, I finally another like Konami that. one, right? And it has yeah. probably the best music on the Super Nintendo. If you ask oh me. yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's the number one uh, music on Super Nintendo for me. That, yeah, and like I don't know something about that game. Like I just really like it. Like uh, there's a guy I went to college with. Like he loved. He we'd always play it. Like like before we would go out and drink. Like how can we <laughs> play in less than ten minutes? Like we'd always just try to keep part of the pregame, right? <laughs> yeah right and it's yeah. a quick game you can beat it if you even if you like slack you can beat it in 15 minutes so it's like a quick like you're not like spending like eight hours playing the game it's a, it's a quick game i really enjoy that like smash and bash are my favorite type of games like i have a lot of games on super nintendo like uh these are deep cuts but like separation anxieties oh yeah uh, great music um do you ever play joe and mac Oh yeah, Joe oh, Mack. Yeah, uh, I came played in the hell Joe. out of that. Joe yeah. Mack is so it's much a little fun. different, but like those, any type of games where it's like beating up and moving, like like I know that one you brought up was a shooter, but like there's a lot of games yeah. that are similar to that where you like you have to just. And I, and I yeah, they're games. like arcade derivative. Like yeah. like like um, some of these even began as arcade games, but like like the yeah. like Gunstar Heroes definitely feels like it's informed by like the arcade yeah, right exactly. philosophies. Like, right, the Simpsons games awesome. Like any of these games where you're just like it's. I'll always play them. I, I'll always give them a chance. They're never really bad. They're always like great music. And I really, I appreciate those games a lot. I know the graphics aren't the greatest, but that's what I grew up on. And I care about that. And then like mini cut, like and I, that and maybe like a runner up from Donkey Kong Country 2 might be one of my favorite games. Uh, that has fantastic music too. Yeah. Yeah. I care about the music and like that, that's why you brought up like, uh, like these things. And I was just like, this is exact. I agree with you. But uh, something I was about super... the music, it, 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 like you, yeah. I, I feel like you can't have a favorite movie or a favorite video game, um, with, or, or even a TV show that that doesn't have a striking soundtrack to go along with it to heighten what what else is going on. Exactly. Uh, it has to be like the full package, right? And I just feel like like even I wasn't a Sega guy. Like I, I one of some of my best friends growing up as kids, they had a Sega, and then like we would he we would go over his house play his games i had super nintendo but then like we kind of converged on the n64 yeah younger so like but i had like, a little bit of exposure like so when you're talking about sonic i know what you're talking about because he had that game sure like, i know the sound like the the background and the music and just like all that stuff but i don't know i think like that era is my favorite i think they had the best quality like the number of games that were just great Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, we weren't introduced to first-person shooters the way we are now, so like it was really like what you like is clicky, and I feel like now it's just oversaturated with the same type of games, just different stuff. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to that. No, soon. we're definitely going to get to that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm well, going to be negative. I'm not going to lie to you. Like you may, I, I may look positive. I, I'm a hater now. A lot, oh. a lot of video game stuff. I hate. Believe like, it or not, uh, even as an old fart, I'm actually pretty positive on. on yeah. the game. I, I usually yeah, skew I'm, a little I'm, positive, I'm, but I am a realist and I do report the things as is. So we'll, we'll yeah. I'm going to skew a little bit both ways, but I want to hear Waleed's and then I'll Did give my What? Did I answer all your questions? Did you do the memory? Oh, my favorite memory. 
Um, okay, one of my favorite memories. Uh, there was a place in Disney World. It used to be called Disney Quest. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my another one of my favorite games is Marvel vs. Capcom Two. Oh yeah, oh, take, yeah. take me for a ride, great baby. One. Oh man, the music so, like, and everything too on that one was great. I, I bought that. For, that was the only game I've ever purchased and sold back for more money. That game. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> I sold well, back for seventy. I mean, you can tell Vise the Bold being my name. Uh, that's uh, that's the main character from a game called Skies of Arcadia that was on the Dreamcast. Like uh, uh-huh. like, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was prime Dreamcast, man. It, it, it's such a good game. And that was one of the only games I ever like repurchased like as like on my Xbox 360. I wish it was on the one. It's such a great game. Like, I love it. Bill, that's why when we went on your bachelor party, I was looking for that. They had like everyone except yep. two. And two is the best because everybody's on there. Yeah. But um, that game, I'll never forget. I was 12 years old in Disney World, and I, like, schooled. I beat, like, six or seven random people that came to challenge me on Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And that was, like, nice. the coolest I ever felt as a kid. Probably I did that with the same thing with Power Stone, if you yeah. ever. If, oh, if, one of my favorites of all guess. time. Yeah, yeah. Power, Power Stone. Uh, the first time I ever played um, a Dreamcast game was on a mall kiosk. And a, fi- a line formed behind me because I had gotten, gotten the hang of the game. And like like adults were losing to me. It was it was so funny. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's a good feeling as a kid. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. All right, I, I think I, we're good. If you want to move the wall? You're good. All right, Waleed. Uh, same questions. I want to know about your favorite system, your favorite game, and I want one of your favorite gaming memories. We got. I like these things that kind of inform the listeners about who we are. Absolutely, yeah. No, but listening to uh, all of you talk about it, um, it seems like we're kind of split between the four of us. Seems like. Bill and Andrew, you guys were Genesis guys um, growing up for the most part. Seems like me and Brian were more Nintendo guys. <laughs> so, Nobody's perfect, then. Yeah, I know. Hey, I mean, hey, no, they're, they're, not the Genesis, they're not perfect. We are. Absolutely. I, 100%. I mean, Nintendo won that generation anyway. <laughs> but, uh, well, but, it uh, depends on how you look at it. Um, th- there were more Genesis systems sold than Super Nintendo systems. I don't believe that. I didn't even look at it. Go look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Insert the wrong burger. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. In Japan, (laughs) there were more um, Super Famicom sold than than Mega Drives, but in in America, there were more Genesis sold. Oh, just Uh, in America? Okay, worldwide. Worldwide, though, is more Nintendo. Oh, well, if if you want to get, you know, super technical on me, yeah, sure. But uh, for the American public, which is all we really care about, I'm inclusive. I, I'm, in, hey, I'm inclusive. Man. I include everyone. I include all. The, I include the whole globe, man. All right. <laughs> but, all right. Let's go to Europe, where where where, where Genesis and Mega Drive was more popular than, than Super Nintendo. I think oh, everyone's man. so brave for assuming right now in our first, second, or third episodes that we have anybody outside of like 15 square miles listening to us. But you know, it's great. <laughs> no, I mean, I play hey, Genesis. Some of my 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 biggest v- viewership comes from people in Europe. Uh, it, it's really funny. Yeah. yeah. No, we definitely. I'm, I'm. I'm joking. We. I definitely know we have like international friends and things like that. Listen, we have Brad from Canada. Remember, they find you. I don't know how it happens, but like somebody in Iceland will just find you and become your biggest fan. It's so weird. It is uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anyways, um, continuing what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, I played Genesis a little bit growing up. Like, if I went to like a cousin's house who had a Genesis, I'd play, um, um, some of their games and everything. It was a cool system. But for me. My, you know, first games growing up were always like Nintendo, like Super Mario and like all those games, obviously, just like anyone, me and my older sister used to play all the time. But the one game that really made me passionate about gaming was um, 
um, Mega Man, actually. So, which actually, you know, the Genesis, there wasn't really many Mega Man games on the Genesis at the time. <laughs> no. at the, like, I don't know if any at all. So, like, I grabbed there, There's I, one, and it was released only on the Sega channel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, I was, you know, I went where Mega Man went. So, like, it was on the yeah. Nintendo platforms. I stuck with Nintendo because of Mega Man. Sure. Uh, the first Mega Man game I ever played was Mega Man X2. From oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then, you know, I ended up playing, I went back and played X and then X3 when it came out. And then I went back and played the original Mega Man line of games mm. um, before the X timeline. And uh, those games were all on the original Nintendo, which luckily I still sure. had that stored away. So I was like, okay, let me go and see if I can find all the old Mega Man games and play them. Um, so for me, my favorite, um, you know, video game of all time, I mean, system of all time would be the Super Nintendo because that's what really got me into the Mega Man franchise. Um, and, you know, that obviously I would play other platformers like Sonic a little bit um, on Sega whenever I could or like Donkey Kong. But Mega Man was the one platformer that always had my heart. The, the score, the soundtrack, the characters, the story. Line, I, was, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And like you said, I agree with Brian entirely. Like those soundtracks from those games. I still listen to them in my car sometimes if I want to, like, you know, just feeling my feelings it's a vibe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a vibe i'm like yeah i want yeah. some mega man tunes hell yeah <laughs> you pulled through they, they were like, so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah they it's were amazing. so good i mean um but yeah and then after the super nintendo i went over to playstation playstation one playstation two yeah. but those games like the um, on the early nintendo days were the ones that like had me hooked from like the start and, uh, you know, I always go back to them and then eventually got into like Mega Man Legends, Mega Man Legends 2. Those are like the 3D, the 3D ones, you know, the RPG with more RPG mechanics. Love um, it. Yeah. love. But, I still love that game. Oh, yeah. They're great. You know, I, I played like every Mega Man game you could probably think of. Um, but as far as um, my favorite video game of all time would be probably Mega Man X5 on the um, uh, on the PlayStation 1. That's awesome. Uh, that yeah, one. Probably that's a good had, one. That was a great one for me. The storyline was great. It had a lot of emotion, um, you know, as far as like, you know, one of my favorite characters in the entire series is Zero. And in Mega Man X5, that was the, I mean, not trying, not trying to spoil anything, but that was, the one where, <laughs> that was the one where he like ended up dying in the end of the game. And I was like, no, I didn't want to see Zero. It's like the third time Zero actually like died in this series. But it's like, that yeah. was like the most emotional death that you had probably. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was probably one of my... Um, you know, my favorite game of all time. As far as my favorite gaming memories, um, this one's tough. There's a lot of them, but I wasn't much of a PC gamer growing up at all. But um, one of the games that I, I did play religiously, you know, going into my teenage years was Counter-Strike. Oh, man. <laughs> I, yeah. played the, I played the living shit uh, out of Counter-Strike. And I was going to I was going to say casual cursing was uh, big in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, and the and but the re the way i got into the game actually was crazy um back in i think it was like summer 2002 i was in the seventh grade um but i went overseas um to jordan i have um you know in the middle east and i have like family that lived there and everything and my cousin he was a big gamer too and we would go like to the mall and in the mall there was this gaming cafe where you just sit there you play for like you know a few hours they charge you by the hour or whatever you could play for like four hours they hook you up to a pc you could play a number of different games but one of the games they had on there was Counter-Strike. And the entire cafe was playing this goddamn game. And, you know, I get on and it was my first like multiplayer experience in the gaming world as a whole. Like, obviously, these days we're all playing Call of Duty, Halo, all these games. The game that catapulted my my multiplayer experiences was Counter-Strike. Never. And that was like we were all playing on land, you know. 
at the time everyone's computers were hooked up playing against each other and it was just intense you get like random kids like yelling at each other in arabic across the cafe when things happen. i'm just like man this is intense i've never been any- put a part of anything like this in my life it's amazing but as far that's as an, that's memory, an awesome memory yeah, yeah, I mean, and I'm like, damn, I'm in, I'm overseas half the world away, and I got into Counter Strike, and I was like, yeah, when I go back to America, I got to get into this. Yeah, there are a lot of countries where consoles aren't big, and and like the mm-hmm. the, the PC stuff is is where it reigns supreme. So like, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and like you know, in a country like Jordan, you know, um, it's a third world country, but like PlayStation Two and all these other consoles, they don't come out till like a couple years yeah. later. You know, so and they and they get to be like really expensive there too. I, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. So like like PC gaming is like a lot more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I really like that, dude. So that's amazing. Kind of it kind of ties into kind of what my memory is too, and I'll bring that up. But I'll go quickly for mine, so we can get into kind of the meat of our topic here. Um, my favorite game. I have to go system first. Um, I think out of what Vise had said, it kind of ties into like your memories and kind of where you were and kind of what that system meant for you. So it may not be lauded, I think, as the best system of all time. But for me, my favorite system of all time was my original Xbox. Yeah, I played the ever living hell out of my original Xbox. And especially if you lived in my neighborhood, man, you played your Xbox. You played Halo. You played your (laughs) Xbox. You were playing. You were there for system. Like, I mean, there were summers where that was five to six nights a week of capture the flag on Blood Gulch. Yeah, Blood Gulch, man. We did 4v4. We had the separate rooms. And then we would switch up into like prisoner and rockets and things like that for fun. But there was I mean, there were some of these Blood Gulch games that went like four or five hours because of the stalemates. There was hour, two hour stalemates where had each other's flags, you know, things Uh like that. And yeah, God, and that's that's my memory. So like, I'll kind of start. That was that's my gaming memory is playing these land system uh, link i was gonna say my backup was 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 doing the same exact thing that you're saying we Amazing. we we uh, on my porch we had one team uh like eight 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 players two tvs two xboxes uh and eight controllers and and then down in my uh, family room we we had the other team and we had like wires running up and down the stairs and like we had a stalemate for an hour like a, a literal hour um before we we scored the force the first uh um flag and <laughs> it's great and when when it happened like the, half the house arrived pandemonium yeah, pandemonium nuts hurt Both feelings my parents were home and they were like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like that dude can i, can I like, say like, that. like super yeah, yeah there's nothing more erotic to me than hearing the reload sound of the sniper rifle in halo one like just, <laughs> but it's got to be an empty clip if you do it with two with bullets left it doesn't make the full sound of the pullback of the clock <laughs> back There's nothing better than that the sound effects in games also are super important to me oh yeah and halo has like amazing reloads like of the very tactile yeah shells going in it's awesome yeah yeah it's just like the original Xbox to me, too. I mean, if you I really start to think about the games that I played a shit ton of. I mean, I played a ton of Halo one. I played a ton of Halo two. I played a lot of like Splinter Cell. I played mm-hmm. a ton of Knights of the Old Republic. I played Ninja oh. Gaiden. Uh, I yeah. played Crimson Skies. I le- loved Fable. Um, I Jim know Vise, you're, you're a fan. <laughs> you know Jim I mean? Ludwig. <laughs> you know, you like from, it's just like from Xbox to PlayStation. What? How do you betray me like that? Don't you have a PlayStation now? Are you Who, me? 
Yeah. I have everything. I'm one of those. I have everything, I, too. I, I have everything. I, everything I, I literally have everything. Once I got that Xbox. I mean, yeah. I even have a virtual boy. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I have, <laughs> yeah, I have all the consoles now, too. But it's great because, like, as you say that about Halo and Xbox, I... I mean, when I was that age, I had to pick between PS2 and Xbox. My parents were going to get me more than one. So at that time, I only could pick one. I picked PlayStation 2. And I some of my best game memories were also on the PS2. But I didn't, get, I didn't get into Xbox probably until like the middle of the 360 generation. Mm. Um, and actually, one of my buddies in my, my old neighborhood, this is before he even graduated from Township, he lent me his old Xbox with all of his old games so I could play Halo 1, I could play Halo 2, I could play all these old games that I like never got to play on playstation and i was like damn and i realized i'm like i got through the halo campaign but i'm like god man i suck at halo i probably always will um <laughs> but uh it was it was definitely something different i was like yeah this is um I it was all about that see. pistol oh the pistol yeah. was all about that pistol, <laughs> the pistol I mean, man. it has that a scoop on it but no sight yeah, yeah the, the pistol some, for some reason was the best weapon yeah. in that entire game you can just have grenades and pistols and people just murder. You could do you. three shot kills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, real quick, real quick. What was the first game you guys ever like went at midnight to buy? Oh, um, I was Halo oh, 2. Man. Speaking of that, speaking of that, there's some, there's a crazy game memory. You know, the, um, the mm. GameStop in Township, the one by the Acme yeah. on the, um, yeah, it's, a, yeah. yeah, I think it's like right across the street from uh, Sal's Pizza. Sure. It's not far from there. Um, but that GameStop, I remember when Modern Warfare 3 came out for Call of Duty. That was that was nuts though, because like I was there um basically tailgating with like 300 people and like some like some guys from high school that we went to high school with, Bill, were also there. Okay. And they had trouble with crowd control before midnight. They were like banging on the door at the front and everything, and it was just like complete pandemonium and chaos. They could not open the door. <laughs> they actually the GameStop ended up calling the cops to come and help with the crowd control. And it was, I'll never forget that memory. That was nuts. <laughs> but was that your first, like, overnight, like, you stayed up, you went at midnight? That wasn't my first one, but it was the most memorable. One. I know for a fact that I, I can't remember. I don't think I ever did one earlier, but I did a midnight one when I was, like, 13 or 14. I did when the DS came out in 2004. I did that because I really, really wanted a DS, and I wanted to make sure I got one, and I did. But that was like a big release. I remember doing that. So I think I got like Mario came with it. Mario DS. And I may have bought like cart or something. Something else like a release one. Yeah. No, the, um, first, game I ever, the first game I ever waited at midnight for. Um, and there wasn't that many people. I was surprised by it. But, um, King, Kingdom Hearts 2 when I was in like <laughs> yeah. 16 years old. Kingdom Hearts 2 is a great one. I was waiting years for that one. And yeah, that was you gotta awesome. you gotta love that uh Atlantis uh level. That was my Atlantis old my stuff. biggest <laughs> I have in PlayStation is Kingdom Hearts. Isn't that yeah. so weird? What? what Kingdom Hearts is my biggest regret never playing because I never had a PlayStation. It's yeah. available on a lot of things. I think yeah, you, can... you can actually get all of them oh, on Xbox. Now though. I'm talking but back then. Oh back then. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I really want to play that game and I can't. Do you, do you, did you play it at all recently? No, I never played it. Yeah, because you can like download it on Xbox well, One. Grand man, I I don't I play one game for now ever, and that's all I do. And it's, oh, yeah. I don't I gotta save my money. I got kids. But uh, yeah, I I I um I actually worked at GameStop uh, back in high school, so um like I was working those, <laughs> so I never uh, went. All one of them. To one. 
I, I, I never went them. to one myself because okay. first of all, I was just like, ah, oh, you people that show yeah, up for that yeah. crap. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm getting my, uh, you know, eight bucks an hour, nine bucks an hour, whatever I was getting. And, uh, uh, you know, but, uh, I, I worked a, a Madden one. Oh God. Uh, I, I, I worked a few Madden ones. The Madden um, ones got be nuts. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, the biggest one I think was like, it wasn't um, Halo two, Halo two. I waited in line for like three hours. I yeah, didn't work that one too. because I was at college at the time. Um, okay. But uh, I I worked probably the biggest one that I worked was uh, the year the last year that 2K released their football game. Oh, because, 2K5. Yeah, yeah, it was the one with um, Vic, on. Uh, Vic on the front. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Madden uh, 04. Madden 04. No, no. Uh, it was 2K. It, it was the 2K game. 2K5 was the one with T.O. Terrell Owens on the cover with the E. Oh, it was a T.O. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was T.O. was uh, was on the front. You're right. And, uh, like, it had a Steve-O, uh, like, you, you could play, like, Steve-O, like, like, in the championship mode, like, or, or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, it, they had, like, a lifestyle mode or whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, everybody bought Madden and that game at the same time because that game they lowered to 20 bucks to get yep, people 2K5. to start buying it yeah, 2K5. Yeah. it was definitely 2k5 yeah that game sold like hotcakes awesome. yeah because they lowered oh, the good. price because they, they were basically dumping goods to get like new fans of it and that game was really really good really yeah. good you put your own music in it yeah no it was it was oh. probably the best I, I think some people call it the best football game ever awesome. um, it's up there like it's like people. one of it's like one of the unanimous choices up there yeah and uh i i worked that one um that was that was a pretty crazy one uh, but um the only one that i really went to for myself was when the switch launched uh i i went to a best buy in deford uh nice. and uh, i picked up my uh my switch in breath of the wild and of oh, course yeah. it was worth it because like come on of course and breath of the wild was amazing <laughs> That's that's oh, a good that's a good question. I, I like that. Yeah. that. That's a that's a good thing. But I just want to give I'll give my favorite game ever and then we'll get out into the main topic here. Funny enough, mine isn't an Xbox or old school game. It is an honorable mention to Rocket Knight Adventures. I know you're big. Oh, fan of that. Talk about another uh, Konami Rocket game. Rocket Knight Adventures is my second favorite game on the Genesis. Uh, such we're, a, we're close to it. Yeah, such a great game. Same kind of thing, Bri. If you look up Rocket Knight Adventures, same kind of vibe. I think you would enjoy that as it, well. It's made. I think it's made by some of the same people. It is Konami. <laughs> it's Gunstar yeah. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, but my favorite game ever was the original Metal Gear Solid. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the original Metal Gear Solid. I have never had it still like it was such an original experience. The bosses, so cinematic. The, the story. Yeah. yeah, you just I just felt like I was living a movie and it was so cool. And Snake and Vulcan and Sniper Wolf. And, like, did, all these did you crazy. play that demo before it came out? Like mm-hmm. everybody yep. played the demo of just that first area and did everything you could possibly do in it. Right. Oh, and it was just yeah. so cool. And t- to this day, like, I know I think a lot of people like I mean, it's Kojima and like, it's just it, a lot of things have, you know, taken from him since then. And the, the, Man, that so experience weird, but was amazing and <laughs> switching the memory card with the psycho mana stuff. And like, there's just that I just have nothing but positive, positive memories of that game. And the first playthrough of that game and beating it, I remember being nine, I mean, nine, 10 years old, but it was such a crazy experience that i just it still sits with me today so that definitely Look on the back game. of the game case for merrill's uh merrill's yep. frequency yeah, yeah like that, that was, kind of stuff that man like deal. so cool so cool um oh, yeah. so i mean that would be definitely my favorite experience so 
I kind of wanted to warm up with that. And I'm glad that it kind of went into a good conversation because the whole crux of really what I wanted to talk about for today is what is the state of gaming now in 2022? And what's funny is a lot of the talking, a lot of the stuff we talked about, it has nothing to do with present day gaming. And so I, you know, there is going to be some negative here, but we promise there is going to be, like I always do, there was going to be some positive more so in the back end and kind of looking forward to this year. But I kind of want to just kind of highlight some of the big things going on and kind of get your guys' thoughts. So obviously the big thing was the Blizzard Activision stuff with Microsoft, 68.7 billion, uh, the Microsoft Bethesda stuff, Sony with Bungie. But I mean, really the Activision deal is the deal. And it's kind of targeting that that trend of the consolidation of gaming and kind of consolidation of studios under these bigger umbrellas. And I kind of want to just get your guys' kind of off the top impressions. Like, Vise, I'll start with you. And then uh, I want to go to Waleed. What do you guys like? Is that is this a good thing? Overall, do you think that Microsoft, Sony, uh, say, enter Apple or Amazon, if they really want to enter the fray, someone that big, is the good for gaming overall? Um, so I, I, I touch on this, uh, in reactive, like, uh, pretty frequently whenever one of these things happens and you've probably been listening. Uh, so that's probably part of the reason why you, you, you thought of me for this topic, but, um, uh, I, I think that this is part of a general sickness of actually American, uh, American business in general. Um, I, I don't like the corporate consolidation of giants. Uh, I, it, it's, it's not a good thing. Um, it, whenever it happens, uh, jobs are lost. Um, uh, unique uh, perspectives are lost. Uh, unique visions are lost. Um, it is not a good thing. Um, like per- perspective, uh, like independent thought is lost. Uh, it, it's not good. Um, and the more and more it happens, the more the the less choice we're going to have. The less. Uh, autonomy uh, that these groups will have uh, to to perform their visions. Um, so um, I don't know. Like you you y- you think back at a, a small scrappy team like Treasure that made Gunstar Heroes, which was at the time they were people that splintered off of Konami. You know, I I mentioned uh, you you mentioned Konami and uh, and Rocket Knight Adventures. You know, it's like basically those guys deciding hey i don't want to make ninja turtle games anymore um so i'm gonna go and make my own and do my own crazy thing that might not be as popular but it's gonna be really cool um like even bungie was a small scrappy company that made apple only video games um very like a, a small uh like dedicated fan base that of people that liked uh marathon which was their game before yep. before halo um, and then, you know, uh, they, they, they came out with a smash hit and then got gobbled up, uh, you know, a- after a while. So, um, you know, e- e- like Halo got gobbled first and, and then the company ev- eventually. Right. Um, so, so it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, their, their biggest property is separated from them, but, um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I hate this kind of stuff uh, in general, like, um, you know, Disney gobbling up all the uh, uh, Fox is, is 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 a bad thing in my mind. Uh, you know, you you think of the potential benefits. You know, uh, you know, but in in the end, I don't think that's good. I, I think I think having a lot of um, players in the marketplace in any kind of uh, instance is a good thing. I, I don't want just Amazon 
being the only company that I can go to for whatever. Uh, I don't, I, I, they, that's how abuse happens. Uh, abuse happens when, when you have no other choice. Uh, and um, that, that's how the, the small guy uh, loses, loses anything that they have. Um, so uh, I, I think it's generally bad now. I, I can't say it's not without its benefits either. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying like um, that, that there isn't good things that happen. Like uh, Activision Blizzard is, is headed by a bunch of evil people. Um, oh, like mainly the worst people ever. A, a, a bunch of evil people. Oh, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into any, anything more than that. It's not that <laughs> like Microsoft isn't that way either, but they're not like that. Um, <laughs> they're just they're yeah. like 2005 frat culture in 2017. Exactly. It, it, exactly. And uh, I I I don't have any tolerance for that crap anymore where you know um toxic environment uh I've worked in toxic environments. I I don't have any time for that. So Microsoft is 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 really concerned about their image and they have to be um uh, to be what they are. Um so they're not they're going to um, they're they're probably not going to have a, a, as vast of a problem. Um, they 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 probably have all of those problems, um, but it's on a smaller scale, um, or it's better managed than that, um, or at least you'd hope it would be. Um, so so I I I think that there are benefits in that in that regard, uh, but I mean. Do I want like the first parties of the world owning uh, great video game studios that used to be multi-platform? Absolutely not. I mean, uh, absolutely not. Uh, I don't. I don't want to go one place for my video games. I. I. I think you know, you and I have. Uh, uh, everybody here has has expressed that they have multiple platforms that they game on. Um, I like it like that. Uh, there are different reasons why why I go different places for different things. So um, I like variety. I like different perspectives. Uh, I like different strategies. Uh, what if we only have one choice for online gaming? Uh, you know, one one place to go, and it was shitty. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. It didn't have all the features you wanted, and they never improved it because they didn't have to. Um, I think that's really fair. I, I think you're foot at the right point. So, Waleed, what do you think? I mean, how do you feel about that kind of gist, even kind of like reacting all the kind of the same stuff that like Vise was talking about? It's kind of the big, do you think it's good for gaming in general? Or what are your vibes on kind of the kind of business trends that are going on right now? Um, you know, I mean, actually, I it, it took a lot of thinking um, initially about it. And like, I'll never forget that morning when you broke the news to us in our group chat, Bill, and like you were like, "Oh my God, Xbox spot Activision." I was like, "Holy shit, you're kidding!" And I went and checked, and I thought about it like the entire day. People were like asking, like, "Oh yeah, are their biggest franchises going to be exclusive now? Is Call of Duty going to be Xbox only now? Like, is it going to still be on PlayStation?" Blah blah blah. Like people are like, you know, frantic about it now because they're like, "Oh, is is Call of Duty only going to be playable on one system? Is it going to be Xbox and PC only with on no other platforms?" That was like the biggest question that came out from everyone. And, you know, judging off recent events, you know, then you saw Sony buying Bungie and immediately Sony and Bungie put out the news that Bungie's going to be like independent, basically remain independent and like, you know, release their games on other platforms, not just on PlayStation. And then that made me really think I'm like, God, the industry really is changing. You know, it's not just about buying studios just so you can have their content on your platform only. It's not like what used to be 
you know, the console war, like, oh, yeah, PlayStation 3 versus Xbox 360. And like people are thinking like, oh, yeah, who's got the better system? Now I feel like it's turning more kind of like into like just a content, you know, a battle for content. Like who's trying to have, you know, the, be- yeah, okay. the better content. And, like with Xbox now having their Game Pass service, which is like, you know, a lot of people feel that it's the best value in gaming, 15 bucks a month. And you get a whole catalog of games that you can just download instantly, you know, and now it's just like, you know, basically recently Xbox came out and stated, oh yeah, we intend to release, you know, all of our games on PlayStation, even beyond existing agreements, you know, like all Call of Duty games and everything. Yep. And that's what it's like, oh, you know, it's not their concern that it's going to still remain on PlayStation. They're not just trying to get these games exclusive, but it is still a content war because the best place to play Call of Duty moving forward is going to be on Xbox. Yeah, they why have, wouldn't it be? It would be, yeah. I mean, why honestly, I'll be? tell you right now, in, in my case, I have all the systems. I'm kind of happy with this because I'm tired of paying 60 bucks a year for Call of Duty. I am. I mean, it's just like, you know, every single iteration, you got to pay full price for it. I'm like, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm done doing that. So at least moving forward, if the next Call of Duty is going to be on Game Pass, you know, it's also going to be on PlayStation, but people who have PlayStation have to dish out 60 bucks to play it. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I have a better, there's a better place to play it, but you can still play it anywhere. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm cool with that. Um, I, 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 um, we, we talked about this on my podcast, but, um, uh, not to interject. I'm, uh, oh, go ahead, yeah. oh, go ahead, dude. time for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I think that Microsoft will kind of do the Fortnite thing with Call of Duty where they do seasons and it, it, you just have like, you just pay a subscription or, mm-hmm. or, or, or you just pay for, you know, hats. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, so like, you mean, you they're, so you mean they're going to ruin it? Well, I mean, it, it's already, it's already, I mean, <laughs> well, we're going to get the bride in a second. <laughs> this. Very negative, man. This, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's just, I mean, Call of Duty, uh, like, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it in general, but like, it, it's a ubiquitous thing. So like, it, it, it's, but um, I, I'm not much of a triple A gamer. Uh, to begin with so um like I, I i kind of ignore like the most popular games because i i there's enough there's enough uh, I'll, I'll get to this later but i think there's a there's so much space there's so much um breathing room in gaming um to be in uh like i there are so many things that are released now way more than ever before that there's everybody is being served um, so I, I, I can afford to completely ignore most modern gaming, even though I, I, I play a lot of modern stuff, but like, uh, a lot of it's like retro influenced at least. Um, so, uh, like the stuff that I like, I like, I like the, 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 the new stuff that I like is like Yakuza, which is oh, decidedly yeah. retro, uh, in a, in a lot of its, uh, philosophies, you know, it, it, it's a modern game, but it, it plays like a like the newest one plays like dragon quest uh you know like you know what i mean like it, it's it's, cool. it's a, an old school philosophy with a new you're talking about like a dragon right? paint. Yo, uh, yeah. yeah like a dragon uh, yeah, that like, one i heard good things about i heard good things it's about amazing it's yeah. an amazing game but it I plays i mean uh, talk about dreamcast bill uh like that game is descended from shenmue, shenmue. it feels like it's it feels like shenmue when you play it um uh, it, yeah, it's way I'm better play than it shenmue it ever was. it's just know that it's a crazy investment stuff um 
Oh, if we're gonna talk oh, about oh, that. Oh, I'm gonna... The whole Yakuza franchise is on Game Pass too. Yeah, I know that. Ball. No, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that's a great value right there. Just thousands, thousands hours of games right there, yeah. sitting right on your for fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. But Brian, I want to get your thoughts on this, and it'll segue to into the next thing we saw. I had the point about multiplayer gaming, so I want to hear your thoughts on the first question, and then you can segue that into kind of your thoughts on multiplayer shooters and gaming right now so i just want to get your the floor is yours i actually like everything that um by said i think i agree with 100 everything he said i was like i don't need to say anything else i agree with him 100 um so i'm not going to echo I'm, i'll just echo what he said but my state of gaming right now i think is awful i think it's lazy um i think fortnite ruined the gaming industry well, you can always you can always level uh, like complaints at Epic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Gearbox. The battle the battle royale game. I mean, I play a battle royale game when I do play, but it's not Fortnite. I think it ruined gaming industry as a whole. Like, like we have Call of Duty coming out now with no campaign, and that was the cool part of, of Call of Duty. And like, yeah. they don't even do any. They don't even do it. I mean, Call of Duty's been terrible since Modern Warfare Two, in my opinion. I agree mostly. Yeah, it, has, I, it hasn't really been worth it. Modern Warfare 2 was the last one. I, I think zombies is the best part. I love zombies. But that's what I was trying to yeah. get at is like Call of Duty is more than just Call of Duty. It's a bunch of bigger right. games. Like mm-hmm. it's a bunch of smaller games like uh, that you buy uh, yeah, all together. But that's also multiplayer is like my peak gaming was Modern Warfare 2. I think that's the game I've been. I would say I was the best at. Oh yeah, like I did. Was that was that a 360 game? That was that was a 360 yeah. game, right? Yeah. Okay. Like I wasn't a quick scoper. Like I took pride in my two point whatever KD. Like yeah. I was good at the game. Was that the last like original Treyarch game? Um, before that they, was Infinity Ward. That was Infinity, Infinity Ward, like 2009. We were like in college. Yeah, it, like, that was before they left and made uh, uh yeah. made their own. Yeah, stuff, right? That, yeah. Activision and Fiddy Ward make the best. Like when they start going like Ravenclaw, like in, like what you said, what was that? Treyarch? The game uh, is well, Tre- Treyarch made made kind of like the B games. Like they made uh, World at War, and then they, they Black Ops. I, mean, I didn't think Black Ops was very good either, but people yeah. love that game. I just think I didn't it- like Black Ops that much. For me, the two games, multiplayer games, I played religiously growing up were first Counter Strike and then Modern Warfare Two. Those are like the two right. big ones that I invested like tens of thousands of hours maybe i don't yeah, know. oh 100 and like i took pride in getting all the medals like a ten thousand headshots I, I took pride in that oh yeah it was great it was they so released, much fun do you remember when they released a modern warfare 3 trailer and they turned the the three into a w like world war three the m into and they're like wow this game looks great and then you play it and it's like it's the same fucking thing as modern warfare 2 <laughs> it is the challenges are exactly the same like they like if you're gonna do that just carry everything over why i just waste 10,000 hours of my life mm-hmm. getting these things and call signs and stupid emblems of a gorilla in a throne hat or a crown. And then I got to redo it again in my way for three in a game that's not even better. And I was just like, I'm out. Like this game. Well, you know, that's also my hope. And I don't know if it's going to happen definitively, but like Microsoft, Xbox buying Activision, Blizzard, you know, my hope is that maybe Microsoft will make the call. Xbox will make the call to like go away from like yearly releases. Yes, for I want them. To, I want these studios. Like if you're going to have two or three, take studios the crunch off. Games, 
cool but like you know take like a year or two off release a call of duty game every three years i don't think anyone will give a shit i completely I agree think i think you'll do way no better care. yeah i mean and that's the thing like if there's a company that's gonna buy activision you know i feel like xbox right now in their current state is the right company to do it they have the money that's obviously their greatest strength but one of the you know executives in the entire gaming industry that i'm a big fan of actually is phil spencer yeah me too phil spencer the head of xbox he's He's a very relatable guy. You know, he actually plays video games. He's a part of the industry, you know. He's into but, preservation, too. Yeah, exactly. He's into all of that. And also, like, backwards compatibility. He brought that back. Um, I think it was, like, the year after the Xbox One launched. It was a terrible launch for Xbox. But then he took over the gaming division and basically turned everything around over the last, like, eight years. And growing up, I was always a PlayStation first guy. But honestly, their current CEO right now, Jim Ryan, not the most relatable guy. And I'm not really a big fan of everything that he does. But Xbox, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of what they're doing because, you know, they, I, th- I don't think they're just buying companies just for the sake of it. I think there's a reason why they're buying Activision, why they're, why they're buying Bethesda. These are companies that are somewhat struggling. And a lot of their biggest IPs have been dormant for years now. So, I, I mean, mean let, let's face it. I mean, um, Microsoft in terms of the exclusives game uh, was the most lacking during last uh, last gen. And, and it, it pained me to have an Xbox one. Uh, like I, I had an Xbox one and a PS4 and, mm-hmm. and, and a switch. So I had, I had all three systems at the same time. And I, the one that I would play the least is Xbox one. And um, it's because it didn't have the exclusives. Now I can, I can un- understand a different type of gamer yeah. Uh, is going to like the infrastructure of Xbox Live, um, oh, yeah. like for 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 multiplayer. I I, I don't do a lot of multiplayer gaming. Uh, I I would in if multiplayer gaming uh, was different, and I, I can get into that that um, you know, with in probably a different discussion. But um, I, I I don't like multiplayer gaming as, as it exists. Um, but um, and and uh, you know what, what's that? It's lazy. It's it is. Shit. A lot of I, multiplayer I, gaming is, you know, and it's not just for like shooters. Predatory games. too, as far as yeah, I, I as far as paying for skins and paying for seasons oh. and paying for. The, you think they 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 lure you with the crap again, where they say it's free to download, free to play, but it's really not. It's really not because if you're a kid, you're not going to be the kid who doesn't have any Fortnite skins. If you're like the teenage guy, college guy, you're not going to have none of the the season passes in Call of Duty because you're going to want to unlock the guns and unlock the bobbity bobbity because again there is social pressures inherent in games that these game designers one the regular designers don't need to really think about it they just design games and two it really comes from the executives and from the marketers and that's it's it's just it's not about the game and about the gameplay first it's about the cost versus the return now now bill uh, back in the day um when when i had uh, when we had original xboxes yeah um like in, in our neighborhood we played a lot of uh we played a lot of halo and back then i would say that like a lot of people saw me as one of the like the better players of halo in our neighborhood yeah and yeah, definitely. And, and, and but and i was just like naturally good at it but um and you know it, it, it was the thing that i that turned me off from the whole thing and it kind of started with halo 2 um is that there were people that invested so much time into it once multiplayer gaming came out that 
I could never even be in the same pond as them, let alone like be anywhere in it. Like, like I, 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 I go onto Call of Duty and I just get murdered constantly because there are people that just play it all day long, and I just don't have that kind of time commitment, especially as an adult. Uh, and so, like, I'm naturally good at video games, but like, I'm I'm gonna get murdered by these people that are exactly it. that are that well, are how, uh, well, that have their uh, you know their their doctorates in this crap. Um, that's how it is, though. Like Modern Warfare Two, I played religiously. I became so good at that fucking game, and oh, then yeah. like, and then I took like, and then I took like a few years off, and then like finally got back into Call of Duty when the last Modern Warfare came out, like two, three years ago, whatever. I bought that and I was like, okay, let's play this again. And I found out, oh wait, I suck again. And then I was like, I don't want to get good at this again. Like I don't have the time yeah. and patience for it. <laughs> and, and people online are really shitty to each other. Uh, just it, it is a cesspool of villainy. It, it is most Eisley spaceport. It, it is God. awful. Uh, like it, just like twelve year old screaming, uh, you know, epithets at you. Uh, like, because that was us. Because that's one of my favorite memories: is buddies playing Call of Counter Strike on Xbox oh. in like seventh grade and just oh, yeah. getting people so oh, yeah. mad. That he was getting banned off of Xbox yeah, Live. Like, yeah. I, I mean, you know I, what I mean, look, that man, sucks. We, I, my generation originated teabagging, so like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. But, 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 <laughs> like, I, I, you know what? We were the guys with the sniper rifles, you know, jumping up and down. But uh, you know, like, it, it, it's, it's the racism and the, and the, yeah, and, the well. and the sexism that I, I, I really can't stand. I. It, it, especially like if you have a person of color that like that, that is a good friend of yours and you listen to what people say to them online it's it's ridiculous it's like this is just a different day for them because they're used to it but uh like uh, i don't know how you i i can never get used to it um but like it, it's it's crazy um, can i ask you a question real quick go for it Do you guys actually play with like live chat on <laughs> i guess that's my mistake I'm, I'm just playing with my two or three friends back when i was younger i'm saying i definitely did that i don't yeah, think back anymore. in the day yeah not anymore no i don't i don't i don't even spend time when people dm me like you're a cheater you're a pussy <laughs> that makes me feel good because i just whooped your ass <laughs> because you whooped their ass yeah. i love that shit it's like i love when yeah, i don't i just talk to my friends to me i like <laughs> like online gaming because that's how i can talk to the friends i don't see every day yeah i, I was I gonna do, say like, if you just talk to your friends, it's fine. Like you, I, I'm, a, I'm a little immune to. I know that shit goes down because I hear it. Like you can still post stuff and people, can, everyone can hear it. But I just talk to just my two or three friends, and we have a good time. We just make fun of each other. Things so, got like, better when party chat became a thing. Yeah, right. uh, oh, I will say that uh, party okay. chat is like the best thing because yeah. even uh, even if you're in a different video game, you can still chat. Yeah, that, right. that, awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah. That was something like I had wished that was there all along because that it turned me off. So now, like, even though it's that's a that's a better thing now, I I haven't lost latched onto it, you know. Right. And mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends hadn't either. So th therefore, I, I don't have anybody to talk to because like Lotus, you know, like like my best friends don't don't contribute to that. Games. Yeah, they don't uh -huh. contribute to that. Yeah. yeah that's like my like that's the way i see some of my friends like i see bill and waleed here but sure. like two or three days a week i play apex legends and i just play with two of my buddies and we just talk and that's how i see him every day the one guy lives so far away from me i don't see him anymore but that's that's what i like about video games i can connect with my friends still yeah, it's what everyone it that's and that's and that used to be what it was like people would literally buy the system that all their friends were on so they could just yeah. play with them you know yep. that's how it was 
Um, but now with like cross-platform gaming now, and like you're able to talk with people on other si- like now it's like chat. PlayStation Xbox chatting is not good because you have to do party chat. You have to do live chat. Yeah, yeah, you have to do that for sure. Yeah, but it's becoming a little bit easier yeah. and more connected, you know, between everything. And that's what I think. I think everything's starting to come through together. Um, in the state of gaming right now, I feel like these companies are like in different spots. I feel like X- one of Xbox's strengths is like you know, you know they're like the shooter platform and like a lot of all it's the system where you can go and get all the best shooters and a lot of live service games is like their biggest strength. Whereas I feel, I feel like they're trying to improve, like, you know, story driven, you know, get more like story driven single player experiences on their platform. Whereas like, I feel like with Sony PlayStation, I feel like they have a lot of like the story driven, you know, you know, uh, story driven um, games, single player experiences, locked down on their system i feel like they're trying to get more like live service games and get better with like online play and more connectivity like that so um and that's why even in like a few months time we're going to see probably playstation is going to release their own service that maybe will rival game pass xbox so like there there's going to be like a service you know battle between like you know both both companies eventually and who can provide the content that you want you know well, I, I think it's inevitable for PlayStation to be, but right now they're kind of holding on. But I think the idea that I really want to kind of transition onto is that I want to know, and this is kind of my opinion, and I want to advise his opinion, your guys as well. I mean, retro gaming is still out there. I mean, retro gaming is still available, and it is really is more accessible than I think people realize. And I think there we do at times think that, like, you know, because of the state of gaming as far as AAA gaming is what it is, it's it's sometimes tough to think, oh, there's really not going to be anything out there. But for my purposes, being a, a layman into like as far as accessing retro gaming, then I want to go to Vise to find out, you know, the other outlets that people like myself, Waleed, Brian, and then even the listeners should look into. I mean, right now, the switch is king. I love my switch. This, the switch is such an outlet to retro gaming, whether it's even through the Nintendo passes, but just even on the actual um, on the actual eShop, as far as the independent gaming, there are so many cool options you can have there that are very affordable. There's always sales and there's never sales on Mario Kart or on a Mario or a Zelda product, no. but there is a lot of they're times so when, good that it doesn't matter. They, well, they'll never please. Yeah. They'll they'll sell them retail yeah. until the day I they think, turn honestly, off. The- I think honestly, like I've owned every PlayStation growing up, but I can honestly say as many Nintendos as there were, I've also owned every single Nintendo growing up too. I can't really say that about like Sega's or Xboxes, but Nintendo is one of those systems. I'm just like, I have to own the new Nintendo. Like it's so, just, yeah. so I want to kind of advise so one to kind of extrapolate a little bit for people yeah. as far as like what really is out there on the switch. And then outside of the switch, what is kind of the best outlet outside of listen, you know, we could talk about physical media and the, the price jacking and all the availability, but we're not going to go. That's another rabbit hole that we can even sure. go down a different time on the collectibles. But just as far as like where people can actually get access, other systems or other you know, independent mm-hmm. systems, things besides that after the, the switch. Uh, well, this like like I said, uh, switch, uh, like you said before, Switch is king um, in terms of um, the the amount of um, like eight bit, sixteen bit era stuff and and thirty two bit era really at this point as well. Um, Square's doing like a lot of really great stuff with uh, uh, bringing back things like uh, like Legend of Mana and like like some of their like um, like not as big hits they're 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 
coming back and like they're also like retranslating uh you know they're going back and translating games we never got like uh like like trials of mana uh we never got trials of mana and they put trials of mana on there and they they not not only did they did they remake that they also like gave us the original form of it but in english that was really really cool um even konami who like basically doesn't make video games anymore um they uh they put out a couple of uh collections that are just excellent um uh you know they have the the game boy advanced castlevania games that they just put out um so i mean in in terms of preservation um like the the switch is absolutely king you can get neo geo games on there like uh um like you can get genesis games um uh you can even get um uh turbo graphics games in some in some regards so Mm -hmm. um it that, that's really the place now if you want to go outside of that um uh the playstation 4 has a, a a lot of the same stuff in terms of like the arcade archive series from hamster uh, that's where like a, a lot of the neo geo games got put uh xbox has some of them not a lot of them um uh m2 puts out their their shmups triggers uh series on both the switch and the Play- playstation 4 so you can pick those up there. Um, uh, the Konami collections are also on PS4. Um, but uh, honestly, uh, probably the the best place uh, outside of the Switch is Steam. Um, Steam has is like one of the best places for that kind of stuff, uh, like underdog stuff that never got a chance. Uh, like um, there, there's a lot of crap on there too. But but if you know where to look. Um, like there's all kinds of stuff trying to get a startup. I mean, they, we just got a Windjammers too. And like, yep. uh, you know, like um, Windjammers is, is, was an obscure Neo Geo game that got all, all of a sudden popular in in this day of an age because uh, of the giant bomb cast uh, and, and, and them talking about it. And then all of a sudden it became a thing. Uh, people had tournaments in it. One it, of my and- very, very dear friends, and I'll definitely going to get you guys on an episode together. His name's Frankie. He actually mm-hmm. is a Windjammers commentator and a oh, big yeah. enthusiast. And that's like his jam. And I've watched his like his journey of waiting for that game to get announced and then pushing <laughs> forward. And it, it, it is a very passionate fan base. Uh, I, I'm really proud of the fact that I have uh, an original MVS cartridge of that, and I, I, I have a, a, a consoleized Neo Geo arcade um, ar- arcade board that I could just plug into my TV and play. But um, yeah, I mean, it, that that game is really really cool, um, and and people found out about it mostly through piracy because like it, it wasn't available anywhere, and then eventually eventually uh, you know um, .emu put out. Um, you know, a an official um, version of it that you could play, and then uh, on the Switch and and Steam and PS4, and then and then they made the sequel. Um, the sequel um, was was originally put out on Steam as an early access game, and that like because Steam really has that community where people are more forgiving and can give a lot of input uh, for uh, games that are just starting out that need to be tightened up. Um, and that's like the perfect place for that kind of stuff. So it, it really ha- has a more scrappy feel. Like a, a lot of people forget that um, Valve, as monolithic as they seem, uh, is still not a publicly traded company. Uh, they are a mom and pop shop um, and people don't 
recognize that. Uh, they are not even a publicly traded company. It was run by one dude who wants to do what he wants, um, which is actually really refreshing. Um, Gabe? Yeah, uh, Gabe, and, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe Newell does what he wants. He, 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 they, they do have investors, don't get it like, you know, spun, but like they don't have to like answer to Wall Street investors uh, who don't know anything about anything. Um, you know, they just know how to make money. So, um, like, so he does Crazy. what he wants. And, and, you know, this is the guy who programmed the, the Windows version of Doom. I don't know if anybody actually knows that, but he, he, he was, that's how he got, got, uh, he, 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 uh, he, he got his, uh, his bones, you know, he, he, uh, he programmed the Windows version of Doom and then eventually, uh, you know, Half-Life. Do, um, do you like, think the Steam Deck's going to do any good? Or is it going to be a... Uh- so here's my um, my thought about that. I think Steam Deck is a great idea. It's it's a wonderful wonderful idea. I've 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 been saying for ages that we need a Windows type system that functions like the Switch. Um, here's the thing though, Valve tries a lot of things and it doesn't work out. Like um, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Steam OS. Uh, that that was like a thing where you could just run uh, an OS that was just them, um, and it it was theoretically really great because it was a low level. Um, it could run video games at a low level, so there, therefore it would it would have less lag and less alternating processes and and things that could screw up your um, your game and your experience. But very few things ran on it. Um, like. <laughs> yeah. And and it didn't have the support. Um, I I really like the HTC Vive, which is their their VR headset, but it is exorbitant. Uh, it is un unobtainable unobtainable for a normal person who doesn't want to have massive credit card debt. <laughs> um, uh, you know, like if you have it, you probably don't care what you what you buy, or you just are <laughs> you, you well that fuck you money. Yeah, or or you know you don't you, you just make bad. Or you don't, or you don't make them more so than likely people that just don't value and buy things that they can't really afford. Uh, I I mean, like I I spend a lot of money on my hobbies and I can't bring myself to do it. It, 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 I probably could be okay. And after I buy it, but like, Jesus, it's to get the, like a full setup. What is it? Something like $1,500. Um, and that's not including the PC that you need to run it, um, which needs to be beefy. Um, and you would want it to be beefy to give you the experience that you would you would want out of it. Um, so I I and so I see something like the Oculus Quest or the Metaverse Quest or whatever it's it's being called right now uh, is 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 going to start kicking its pants because it's, you can actually afford it. Like I, I, I the only VR system I have is the PlayStation one and uh, the PlayStation VR because it was affordable. Uh, it, it has a good experience. It's not perfect, but mm-hmm. um, there are well. some. It has good games. It has good games. Um, so like it, it's a it's a good alternative. But I would really love to play Half Life Alex. I, I, I really would. Uh, I just I, I, the barrier to entry is way too high. So um, yeah, just long and short, uh, you know, Valve is really good about keeping uh, the Windows platform open. Uh, they they uh, champion being open i could see microsoft buying them though eventually i i I really could because 
think about it. They are the biggest marketplace on their platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and Gabe is getting old. Uh, he is going to have to pass the torch sometime, whether it happens, uh, you know, voluntarily or not. Uh, which I mean, he, you know, he, he's going to get too old to function at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, you know, um, I could see a world where Microsoft owns Valve. Um, and if Microsoft doesn't think about owning Valve, that that's a very stupid mistake. If somebody else snatches them up, that's very stupid. It's not going to happen. He'll never sell. He'll never sell to like Sony or any of them. He's always been more like, I think. I mean, Valve's headquartered in Washington as well. It's kind of the synergy. And also, if you just look, Nintendo's I just did, a quick, there too. <laughs> I just did a quick search of Valve. And like you're thinking about, oh, man, like people are like, no way, like owning Steam and this, that. Valve is only valued the last time on Bloomberg at ten billion. They just bought Activision for, for the sixty-eight, well, yeah, well, seventy. It's I mean, it's 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 not even anything compared to the size of what they've already done. Nintendo's market cap is at fifty-five billion. So if Microsoft wanted to, they could probably buy them too. But Nintendo's not going to sell. They're not willing to sell. But I could see one day a world where Valve may and Gabe Newell probably sells to Xbox. It could happen. I could I, I could definitely see something like that. I mean I, I could even I could see Apple buying them too. I mean like yeah. honestly uh if Apple really seriously wanted to get into gaming uh other than you know iOS yeah. um they they could uh <laughs> whether they would do it properly or not I, I don't think so but other than uh, Candy Crush yeah, I mean, Clash of Clans. <laughs> the rumor, the rumor is, the rumor is that Apple's actually designing a video game console. That's the rumor that they're trying to enter the gaming space. Is it going to be like a streaming box, though? Is it like I don't know, honestly. I mean, but even like even Microsoft, a trillion dollar company, came out recently and said that Apple's getting too powerful. So like I don't I don't know. Well, of course they won't think it's too powerful. They don't want anyone else to be as big as them. I mean, seriously, so Apple entering the gaming landscape. I don't even understand why my Apple's powerful. To be honest, I mean they're they're the one company I just don't get. Uh, I I I I I, yeah I'm I'm an Android guy. I'm just saying this is why. (laughs) I mean this is why. I mean it was programmed. I've had an iPhone for. God, God lots of uh, the Android install base is much larger, though. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I like so the thing is, they're a lifestyle I, brand. Yeah, I, I started yeah, out with I started yes. out with iPhone um, until like the iPhone five. Then I went over to Android for like three, four years. Um, I had like the one of their HTC phones, and then the LG G five back in the day. And then I went back to Apple when the ten came out. So you know, visor's right though, because like I have, if you think about this house right now, I there I have an iPad. My wife has an iPad. She's got an Apple Watch. I know I have a regular pair of AirPods. I have a pair of Beats. But guess what? Apple owns Beats. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's what the thing is. That's where they, they get. Oh, they I have a MacBook. You into their their ecosystem. I have a MacBook Pro like is my personal laptop because and again, Apple, it does. Apple it really fits in buy, everything. Like Apple really hasn't bought like too many like big companies in like recent years i feel unless i could be wrong but i know they bought beats years ago but i don't know if they like have bought anyone else of like you know of recognition that we know you know so i mean yeah getting back to the topic i mean um if you go on steam there's all kinds of boomer shooters um like like you know uh, i don't i don't know if you you know you're familiar with the, the the term but um there's like um games that that play like on like the original unreal and, and like the original, even the original doom or, or Duke Nukem uh, you have like new games that are being made in engine, the same engine or um, older version uh, or, or similar versions of, of that kind of stuff. 
and all kinds of stuff like that that are really well made are popping up in that in that space and then they a lot of times they travel back over to the switch after that but um in terms of indie gaming uh and and good experiences and um, a, a lot of that preservation of like old PC games is really good on 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 Steam and on GOG on on GOG. Um, GOG is even better if you if if you uh, really really care about that stuff because they don't have DRM. Um, but um, they're they're also kind of a uh, I don't know if. if how you view view uh, CD Project Reddit and and, uh, and how they <laughs> they they own GOG, uh, uh, so like I, I don't know how you it, but from that standpoint they're 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 good, um, but uh, you know they, they're challenging in other ways. Um, I'm not yeah, well they're it. just the kind of they're listen, and I don't really blame CG, C, uh, CD Project Red for the stuff. I mean, I do blame them for like what they did with Cyberpunk, but again, they're just a symptom again of just the bigger problem. It's it's the whole idea that games are being released at retail price that are beta or unfinished. At, yeah, and, it, and that's just it, that's, that's just a horrible part of the industry, and it's a big part of why it's that people shouldn't have faith in a lot yeah. of AAA gaming, and I don't blame them. Yeah, I almost never buy like games brand new at like full price. Yeah, it's it. like something that I absolutely have to have. But if it's a game I can wait on, sure. Like, uh, I mean, I know the new Horizon game for PlayStation just came out. Horizon That's going to be good. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to wait, though, because like the original, the first Horizon game, I waited until all the DLC came out and then I bought yeah. the complete edition. I'm like, hey, if I'm going to spend money on these games, I'm going to wait a little bit until I know that everything was released and they're not you know supporting the game anymore content wise you know so that's that's usually wait on so like it's rare that i buy a game full price anymore i think the last big exception um one of the last big exceptions i think i probably had a few more that i'm forgetting but god of war the 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 one that came out 2018 uh but i knew that was the full game because they came out and said like this is the full game there is no additional content so i agree you bought pokemon though didn't you (laughs) (laughs) i did i did talk about an unfinished game yeah, Legends Arceus. I bought. I bought that one just because I'm like I've been waiting for a game like Pokemon game like that for 20 years. So I was oh, like, oh, I is, is there a big controversy with Pokemon? I, I, I haven't. It's not a, a controversy, but I mean it's a cool. I think that they made a lot of positive changes, and I haven't played, but I, I there's some people that I have some they respect in, and I'm gonna play it eventually. But it just seems like like the lands. It just seems unfinished to respect. Like the landscapes and the things look like shit. Like there's jokes on the internet that it runs on PowerPoint like things like that it's definitely revolutionary but at the same time i could see what people say like some people say it does deserve better it does but i mean it's something good to build on and i could see the next one if they come out with another one to keep supporting the legends um iteration of it um i could definitely see the next one being a lot better um but it does it it does look great though i mean just like the world in general do you like it though i do like it it gives you breath of the wild vibes you know it definitely does um haven't had much time to play it too much um but i'm definitely gonna definitely one of these days gonna hop back in can, can i ask you something yeah um is it easy, like so i'm in a disc I, I play pokemon go so i'm in a discord a lot of people like talk about arceus is it easy to find shinies to find shinies i haven't found any yet so the ratio is easier i do know I that motherfuckers yeah, have like know. a whole like decks already <laughs> this game just came out like shinies what i mean i'm sorry no i I know no it's a great like because it's i i forgot about that aspect of it but no it is probably easier to get the shorties in that like the ratio is actually easier in arceus yes 
Right. Like I bought um, Let's Go Eevee and I played that a lot and I only saw one shiny one time. So like yeah. these guys are like, oh, I just oh, today I caught six. And it's like, what the heck? I thought it used to be a lot harder than that. That's one aspect of gaming that I, I just can't get behind is the uh, Instagramification of like you, you, <laughs> the random crap that you, you can get and, and waving your dick about it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do anything to earn that. They, were, they played just enough and they got lucky. That's it. It's like pulling cards. Does anybody play phone games? No, uh, uh, I'm not a gotcha like guy. Crush I'm, not a guy. I'm not a mobile gaming guy. I swore off of candy, uh, off of gotcha stuff because it, it just it wasn't fun for me. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely not fun. Yeah. I, I have it on my work phone, but I play Pokemon Go a lot still. Uh, I also play a game called AFK Arena that I really like. I don't know if you guys ever played that. You told me about it. Yeah, I played I'm Clash of Clans for a little bit. That's like the most modern thing that I. Yeah, uh, there's this 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 game. I'm, I'm gonna be brief. This it's called AFK Arena. I think it's all. It's so like to me. I think it's awesome. Like I have a multiple accounts that I like collab with my main, and like you just like do an, It's like an idle RPG, and like you build, and it's a little bit of randomization of like what you pull. But like I don't pay. I don't use real money. But like that, I just really enjoy that. I, mm-hmm. There's a the, there's a place for it. All Absolutely. I have time for it lately is I love it. It's I I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, no, there there's a there's a certain place for for that stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just have kind of swore, sworn off anything that has a daily. Um, like even Animal Crossing is 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 too much of a daily. Yeah, screw uh, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, I enjoy it. It makes me if it, it makes you like me it. Good. Then, then play it. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, and like, yo, I, I'm a big pogo player. I like when it's warm out. I, I'm stomping around the yard trying to get my boys yeah. walking. The amount of kilometers I've walked in the game, it, it would you guys would be like, oh, he went metric, guys. Ooh, right, well, <laughs> we are a worldwide podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, I'm a gamer. So I want this is a conversation we can definitely continue in the future. And obviously it's one that's going to be evolving, but I do have just two last things for us to close out. You know, we want to close out you know, to Vise has a little time to actually chill before his own podcast. But I just have one funny thing here. I just want to get your guys' quick reaction to this. Um, one thing about the state of gaming right now is we're more so outside of gaming itself and it's gaming being adapted into other mediums, namely TV and movies and just how much that's being abused right now. So I went on a few websites that just compiled ones that are confirmed in some form of active production. This is T these are movies that are in active production right now based on video game properties. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Sonic two, the Mario movie. A Minecraft movie, Tomb Raider 2, Detective Pikachu 2, Borderlands, Bioshock, Yakuza, Mega Man, Beyond Good and Evil, Metal Gear Solid, Just Cause, Gears of War, Call of Duty, Half-Life, Portal, Firewatch, The Division, Five Nights at Freddy's, Just Dance, and Dragon's Lair. Okay. Every Everything out of everything, the one that surprises me the most is, is Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> It's just going to be another shitty Netflix horror movie, probably. No, 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 no. That is a Ubisoft uh, title that has like, um, like kind of like almost like uh, almost like Treasure Planet vibes to it. If if you remember what Treasure Planet was. I'm just more so worried about what like whoever will adapt it will turn it into. (laughs) Not Uh, what it actually is now. I, I. 
they they made one game and then they promised the second one. There was a trailer for like uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two, and it never happened because um, the 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 guy who was making it got me tooed. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, that The creator of Rayman, uh, that guy. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't think I liked like, Rayman. It, well, well Rayman's great, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, like the people. <laughs> I guess we have to separate the art from the artist. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Beyond Good and Evil was a great game. I, I loved it. But it came out when um, uh, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time came out, uh, like right around then. Okay. Um, like PS2 era, and um, but like they never made a sequel to it. Like they could never get it off the ground. So like, wh- why are you? why it's like castlevania uh, the castlevania blows my mind i don't like there are all kinds of kids that know castlevania as an anime uh, uh, uh there, right. there, there are four seasons of it and it's good and it has no right being good <laughs> but it's good <laughs> brian loves that i know brian loves castlevania no i'm saying it's not, it's not a it's bad great, branch. I know that you love it. castlevania they haven't made a castlevania right, a game in 10 years yeah it's a it's a great game. That's why I watched it. That's why I gave it a chance. I actually think Gears of War could actually turn it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like something that like I'm. I'm pretty sure they Dave said Batista the Rock is doing oh, call. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they said the Rock is the one doing Call of Duty. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think I mean, well, he's doing oh, Call of Duty. Yeah. He he did Rampage, <laughs> which is a video game movie. Oh, uh, all right. Wait, wait, wait. So here's the guys. Here's the TV shows: The Last of Us, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which I think it's an anime. Uh, the the Knuckles spinoff show. A Tomb Raider origin <laughs> anime, a live action Pokemon show, The Witcher season three. We know The Witcher is going to keep going. Then there's going to be The Witcher Blood. That's not origin. a video game property, though. That's, that's, a, that's a that's a novel. It's a book, but like everyone, most people, you know what yeah. I mean. The, the, the games, though, made Arcane season two, Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil. When is there not something Resident Evil being made? And <laughs> Castlevania. W. S. Anderson involved. God, I don't know. I just I didn't even dig into it because I'm just that's another that's a whole rabbit hole of an episode. We could just go down of the projects and we probably will later in the year and just actually into like what they actually will be and see if we're gonna like any of them. But hell man, they are just they are sucking the well dry, guys. They are sucking this. Is there any of them like we kind of said the movies? Any like I know The Last of Us is supposed to be really good. I just again we've seen a lot of that kind of stuff on TV. Um I have, I have really high hopes for the last of us though. I'm looking forward to like the Knuckles stuff. I think if the Idris Elba on a TV show, and I again I think the Sonic first Sonic movie was a pleasant surprise because Sonic has okay. gotten kicked and abused over the last oh, couple dude, decades. Dude. So <laughs> you know. what you didn't you didn't stink. You're oh, yes, this is, good, oh, God. Wait, they're doing they're doing this a second movie. They already said there's gonna be a third one, they have yeah. a spin-off show, like <laughs> No, if a lot of those are anime. I think it could be really good. Like, I know of- that one of the uh, Witcher ones is an anime. Um, yeah. I know, like, I mean, Arcane is an anime, but Arcane season one was really good. Castlevania is an anime. Yeah. Um, they said a Tomb Raider anime. That could be interesting. They could turn out. What, Brian? I think if some of those are anime, I think they could actually turn out pretty well. Yeah, I, I was going to say, um, if a TV show has a better chance of being good, and, and and it's mostly due to the amount of hands that need to make a TV show good, um, and like the amount of scripts that need to be involved in order to, um, you know, put something out. Like, um, 
and you you could develop a character really well that way. Um, movies have to be condensed, right? Um, they have to be a condensed experience. So um, you know, it's only two hours, and and I, I know it sounds like a lot, but it isn't. Um, and so, like a lot of you know, novels are better as a TV show. Like a no- novel adaptations are better as a TV show because they can cover more ground. Um, uh, here's the thing: video games have never been really great at storytelling. Um, I, I, they, there are there are exceptions to the rule. Um, of course, there are, there are certain ones that you know have been really good at it. Like, like you said, you know, the Mega Man X Five. You know that 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 that, that is a, like a, a shining moment. Um, in a series that otherwise doesn't have much of a story, right? I mean, Meg Meg Man, like, especially if you go to like the original Mega Man series, it's it's like Dr. Wily. That's the thing, that's the thing, that's the thing. The original Mega Man series, I went back and played them, um, and their stories were not as captivating. I like, I like the X line more because I liked the stories more, exactly, exactly, even though it was the same boss at the end of the game and he kept coming back to life every single game. Um, but it was just, you know, it got repetitive. But at the same time, I did like, you know, the characters kind of made the story a little bit better, too. So, yeah. But you, you think about a, a, a beloved series like Zelda, um, yeah. for instance, Zelda doesn't really have much of a story as it has a bunch of lore. Um, yeah. So yeah. like telling a, a definitive narrative, um, probably the only game that has had a really strong narrative was Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. um like yeah. there are other, other games that have like you know events as things go on you know like uh, ocarina of time like kind of started that for for zelda but like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just levels you know at that point but like by and large video games are good at providing a an experience of something to do rather than um and, and framed by story that's why the most important element is for me in a game the most important element first is gameplay obviously and like yeah, you know the want exactly. to, the want to come back is going to be the gameplay and two for me it would be for me it's story although for some other people it might be different things sure like for example like the rpg genre i'm very i'm not like the most hardcore rpg player i play some of them the ones that i do play i'm very picky with rpgs because the only ones i like most it depends on the gameplay but also the story has to be really captivating it has to be a combination of both so you know like my favorite rpgs growing up maybe not the most difficult rpgs to play and get into but like Final Fantasy X was one of my favorite games ever. Um, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, love those games. Kingdom Hearts 3 as well that came out more recently. Those kind of RPGs I was more captivated by because I liked the story as well as I did. The but game. 10's great. I love Final Fantasy was, I, 10 was yeah. one of my favorite games ever. I, I beat the shit out of that game. It's so much fun. Absolutely. Now, now um, the, <laughs> the problem is like um, uh, the ones that are really good narratively um, don't get translated well when they when they do get the opportunity. Um, so, like, um, let, let's say, um, like Final Fantasy, <laughs> Final Fantasy has has great storylines, you know, yeah. uh, all the, going all the way back. And then when they've had the opportunity to make movies, they've never been very good. Um, yeah, I agree uh, with you know, you have Spirits Within, which had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Um, you have Avon Children, which was just a CG action fest um it didn't have much story it it, it took all the elements away from the things that you know uh you did love about about final fantasy 7 um so i my 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 feeling on it is like uh we we talked about before recording here about um uncharted for instance uncharted is like uh, a game that anybody could watch somebody play and really enjoy it as a 
as an experience, a cinematic experience, especially um, as, as the series goes on. You have two, which blew it out of the water. Um, Amazing, and then, yeah. And, and three was great, too. But then four, four just like was I, I don't know if you all played four. Yeah, I we played, did. I played all the Uncharted games, all of them. Four is just something special in terms of storyline and yeah. dialogue. I, like I, it, I don't yeah. think there's anything like it. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm actually replaying four because they re-released it on PlayStation Five. I'm playing it now on a better frame rate, and I still love that game. Was that Amy yeah. Henning? Um, four. I'm not sure. Because that was because like, then she went on for the Star Wars game, and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That was the last game she made before she left Naughty yeah. Dog. And she hasn't um, like had played like ended up releasing a game since, and it's been like ten years because of all the bouncing around of these projects getting canceled. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I'd but, say my favorite Uncharted game is between four and two. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, Those two are like the best. And 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 I think about the movie um, that that just came out. Now I don't think the movie's bad. Uh, I I I, wasn't good. Well, 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 but the the critical reception is like is rotten. Like if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it is just a straight up um, Indiana Jones ripoff. But um, the dialogue was fun in places right there was some really good banter um in 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 certain places but probably my the biggest egregious thing about um the movie is that it didn't capture the 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 things that make uncharted like really good and um one of them was um the like people don't remember this but if you played the first game there was no hint of supernatural stuff in that game until the very end uh, kind of like Indiana Jones was. Um, Indiana Jones, you you just thought they were looking for artifacts until the very end of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, and and then there was God stuff, right? Um, then Christianity was confirmed at the end of <laughs> at, at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Yeah. Um, and very similarly, uh, you know, I, I I hope I'm not spoiling the original Uncharted for anybody at this stage. I don't think so. But, Never played but, it, but spoiled. But. but um the the end of the game you find out there's zombies on the island uh like straight up zombies and there was no indication of anything like that uh Mm -hmm. until the very end of the game and that was a cool moment right like i don't like you guys remember playing that that was a cool moment Um, yeah that was like drake's like thing it was like the curse on the fortune or whatever and there's zombies and crap it was really cool because you didn't think that you thought you you said it it, kind of had that it kind of had that you thought it was national treasure it kind of had that same feeling like when you when you played the first halo and the flood came out of nowhere you're like oh shit what are these guys (laughs) (laughs) exactly zombies now i was like oh shit there's zombies in this game Uh, but (laughs) no i i don't think it was bad but again if 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 every I, i want things to be better quality than uncharted i think if we're going to have this many releases which is probably a, a hot hard what, what, what i was trying to say is that um like you have you have a game that already gave you a really good template like all of all of the dialogue of uncharted 4 is already there and all of the character building and all of the uh drama and all of the all the things that made 4 really really good uh depicting a even in an unrealistic situation, a realistic um, uh, relationship dynamic between him and his wife and him and his brother. Um, I, I have never seen that before. Maybe La- last of us probably has, has similar stuff in it uh, because I, I haven't gotten a chance to play it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, never played um, last of us. Uh, not yet, but I, I know it's good. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's on the list. It's on the list, oh. but, 
what, what I'm trying to say is you already have <laughs> a good story with good dialogue, which is something that video games normally don't have. Um, and then they, <laughs> they don't, don't have that, any of that in, in the movie. They use nothing a, from the games. An Indiana Jones ripoff, which is what Uncharted is at a basic level, but it's way more than that. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it's that that at a basic level, but then like as the characters evolve over the course of the games, you, you're like, oh man, like like this guy is actually just kind of a um like uh, like a con artist almost, like like it, it, but like he doesn't like it, like he 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 calls himself you know like you know Drake and he isn't one, um like like all this other stuff and and but the 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 best part of four was this his relationship dynamics and the, the, he doesn't have an Elena in this game. He has Chloe. Chloe's cool, but like the the cool part about uncharted was the the bond that he 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 created with his wife over the course of the games and he had, um and and then you his brother, who was you know barely in the movie. They they set him up, but he's, he's barely in it. Yeah, basically, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I agree on that. It, it's funny, and it seems like they're teasing that they're going to maybe. And it seems like it's doing well in the box office. They're going to use more of the stuff from the games going forward. But I agree. I would have liked to see more of that. Um, I want to close out with one last topic here, guys, and just want to get a little bit of input for you. I'm looking forward for the rest of the year here, kind of releases here in 2022. I have a few. If you guys have anything different than mine, please let me know. If not, then we can kind of wrap up on this. As far as 2022 releases, I'm really looking forward to. We have one coming up actually in the next week. Elden Ring drops on uh, 20, February 25th. That's from software. That uh, looks really good. I mean, if you've ever played a Souls game, any yeah, of that kind of like stuff. I I'm mean, waiting for reviews, but I'm I'm very optimistic. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking forward. I'm probably it comes out on Friday. I probably will be getting that as soon as it drops. Um, I'm also looking forward to. Uh, it hasn't gotten an, an announced date yet. It's supposed to be 2022. It's supposed to be coming for a while. Bayonetta three. I don't know if anyone else oh, played Bayonetta. Love it. I love yeah, Bayonetta. I'm all so over that. Bayonetta three for the Switch will be coming out. Um, and then my other two games. One I know everyone will be looking forward to. God of War Ragnarok. Even if you haven't played it, trust yeah, me. I'm looking the first, forward to that too. <laughs> going to be really good. And uh, just because, as you can see, if you're you know obviously on this call, I'm a big Harry Potter guy. The Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy game is supposed to come out. Yeah, that looks awesome. I yeah. was a big fan of those, like the games of the individual movies back when we were on like GameCube and we were kids and the movies were coming out. And I've been always looking forward to something like they that coming out. What, what is that? Can you explain it to me? It's supposed to be like a third person Hogwarts game where it's, a, it's like a prequel game. It takes place in like the 1800s and you're like a oh, student wow. at Hogwarts and you're going to get sorted into a house, I think. And it's going to be Isn't like a third person world? action game. Yeah. It's open world, right? Yeah, like an open world Hogwarts. You can explore yeah. the grounds and do different things. But it's been very, I think it's Avalanche Games is doing it. Um, it's been very quiet though on the news and updates other than it keeps getting delayed. So a lot of people are getting a little, you know, worried about what it's going to end up being, but I don't really care. I just want to play a Harry Potter game. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, I think that's a wonderful idea because like, um, like remember like a game like bully where you had like different classes to go to and different, different cool things to do. Um, and, and the, the, the setting of Hogwarts in order to do it, like go into different classes and do different, right. different types of missions and stuff like yeah. that. It'll be a lot of fun. The achievements wow. and leveling wow. up. A yeah. Lot of different, like paths you can take. 
play Quidditch, you know. Yeah, it's, it's endless. I mean, Bill, I, I, I don't know if you heard me, but I was saying, like, all those games, as lame as they were, they're actually pretty fun. No, they were fun games. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, they were, they were what they were, but they were fun. What's cool about that, that universe, too, is, like, you can make it from 200 years ago, but, like, they run on magic, not on technology, so exactly. it can be exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing really different other than just get away from Voldemort and Yeah, Harry. Voldemort, get away from the, the magic Nazis uh, before magic Nazis. Dumbledore, magic, they're Dumbledore, you know, just get away from that bullshit. Magic Cowboys instead, uh, magic Cowboys. But <laughs> um, And the last one I'm looking forward to this year, it's going to be the side-scroller beat-em-up Teenage Ninja, Ninja, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game. That was going to be my pick, that game. I'm very excited for it. Can't let's wait. all play it together. Yeah, let's do it. Definitely. No, I, um, I, I, we should record that. Uh, oh, we hundred percent will. Um, I, I, I noticed how I didn't say the Breath of the Wild sequel. I don't buy that it's going to come out. No, nah, it's not coming out this year. I don't buy I, that. I don't blame it for a second. second. I don't, don't buy that at all. No way. I don't buy that. No, it'll, it'll come out. It'll, it just not this year. Not this year. Nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's like saying Metroid Prime Four will get better better announcements. We got Dread, which is uh, awesome. Uh, I can't believe that was a game on the DS. <laughs> that kept um, guys, anything else as far as games before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, as far as like games, I'm anticipating uh, the Grand Theft Auto Five Remaster. I'm really excited for that. No, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> so, uh, <The> Skyrim Remaster. <laughs> yeah, no, none of that. No, no, no. Um, but for me. Uh, the Mario Strikers game, the new Mario yes. yeah. coming out in June. Definitely waiting on that. Uh, Switch Sports, kind of want to see what that's all about in a few months. That comes out. Advance Wars will be cool as well. Yeah, yeah that's good. Obviously, God of War Ragnarok is another one. And this game is that's being hyped up to no end. I mean, I'm not. I never really got into like too many Bethesda games like growing up, but people keep talking about Starfield, so I really want to see more of that game. That's supposed to be coming out later this year. Sure. Um, sure. And uh, I'm trying to think. And then there's one that's going under the radar from Square Enix, a game called Forspoken coming mm-hmm. out um, end of May, which looks really good. I mean, the you know, graphically, it looks beautiful and everything. And I like story based games and from Square Enix. So I kind of want to check it out and see what it's about. Um, you know, that comes out end of May, I think so. Right. Anything? Well, mine was going to be Ninja Turtles. It's going to be sick. I, I can't year. wait for that too. I mean, I'm, I call Raphael. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, really? All right. I'm a Donnie guy. I don't really care. I'll just take that. I, 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 like I saw the Master Splinter is a playable yeah. character, so I'll play him. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and we're not. We're gonna have four guys, and we're not gonna be the four turtles. So come on. All right, <laughs> fine. I'll be Michelangelo. No one wants to be Mikey. Apparently. <laughs> um, uh, Vise, you have anything? Yeah, yeah. So um, get, getting back to uh, the Nintendo Direct, uh, I, I really look like the look of Kirby. Uh, that looks really oh, yeah. amazing. Um, uh, getting back to Square Enix's uh, preservation efforts recently, uh, the remake of Chrono Cross or remastering of Chrono Cross, uh, I'm definitely going to uh, be all over because they're, they're not only just doing that, they're um, translating like the um, Radical Dreamers um super famicom game uh to go along with it so again preserving like old stuff that never came over here um and they're also putting out live alive uh which is another rpg that they put out in the super famicom that never came here really excited for that i know i'm saying like old stuff um, no but that's awesome no this is um, great stuff but uh for new games i'm excited 
um, for the recording of this, uh, we, we have about a, maybe 40 minutes until the Capcom countdown uh, gets yeah, happens. Uh, so um, as of the recording of this, so um, uh, Capcom is announcing something really big tonight. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to whatever that is because I, I am down with some Capcom. So yeah, I love Capcom. Yeah. Oh, I am definitely going to be looking out for that now. And yeah. now you said that. Yeah, so. Capcom is one of those um, companies. You don't think it's going to be something lame themselves. It's not going to be something lame like Resident Evil DLC, right? No, I don't. No, it, I don't, I I don't think like, so. Not for a countdown like this. There's I hope no. it's like a Resident Evil Four remake or something. That'd be dope. I hope it's Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. That's or, more or where Mega I'm Man leaning. Game. A new Mega Man game for me, because you know this guy's obsessed. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, what was the last Mega Man game? Was a uh, Star Force uh, Three? Could it be something like, like that? Could it be yeah. like Street Fighter or something? Well, uh, it could be Street Fighter Six. Um, that that's a real possibility, but. I, I think it's going because of the nature of it. I think uh, they kind of teased it with like images of of a lot of their different properties. So it's either going to be some kind of mashup game, like a Marvel versus Capcom kind of thing, like you're saying, or maybe even like a service or something. Um, mm. Maybe not like a service, but maybe a collection or or, or, or something. Um, but they they've done. Um, a, a a recent arcade collection, which was actually really good. Uh, the uh, the stadium, um, which one of the best arcade collections I've ever played is it, really excellent. Talking about you know retro games that you know are on the Switch, but um, I I think whatever whatever they're going to announce is going to be really cool, and I so, I, I can't wait to see it. When, when's the announcement supposed to happen? Tonight, uh, ten o'clock. Ten, so yeah. about thirty nine minutes from now. All right, cool. Well. Listen, this um, this conversation went way, way better than and way more involved, too, than I thought. Like, this was completely great. I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs, obviously, with our state of gaming. But I do think, especially like you said, when we focus on the things like, you know, the availability of retro gaming and the idea that there are things like Game Pass allowing us to see some of these games that we may not have had a chance to see in these switch passes. There is a lot of up and ups and downs, but I think again that my favorite part, my best part, I think, of this whole conversation was when you talk about those gaming memories and really just the idea that how yeah. it's always going to be a great unifier, whether we're going to be playing together or bitching about games we do or don't like together. And you know, like I said, I'm taking out of this and we're going to play some Ninja Turtles together. Um, okay. Yeah, and and uh, honestly, I don't think we're going to remake uh, gaming memories like that until. Um, you know, until we start having kids of our own, um, yeah. you know, because I, I when, once your kids start coming, you, you start remembering the stuff that means a lot to them when that happens. And that's going to be another like those are going to be the, like the new stuff for us. I mean, we're, we're all thinking about the stuff that happened when we were 12 and 16 and 21 um, and, and, and nothing since then. Right. <laughs> I mean, you might have had like a localized, really fun times, but like all, all the foundational stuff happened uh, during during that stuff in our lives so that's um that's beautiful yeah. i think that's a good sentiment i think that's something we can all agree upon here um as far as here the podcast you can find us obviously on all platforms spotify apple wherever you find your podcast vise where can people find you Corrective Consciousness is on iTunes, the iTunes store um, under Corrective Consciousness and also uh, SoundCloud. 
uh, which we're, that's where we're hosted and, uh, and YouTube uh, under the corrective consciousness uh, page. I need to get on Spotify. That's something I, I'm not on. You're like on the list, add it on. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was awesome, man. I've really, like I said, I've loved being able to connect with you over the last couple of years, obviously talking about your content and just things going on. And now obviously being able to share, you know, some space here and continuing those conversations. Um, hoping to talk to you about Batman and about other things going forward. I, I had a whole rant prepared for you about Batman and you switched it up on me. No, no, no. Batman, Batman next week, next week when we have, I have a Batman the, balloon in my background. I know. And that's why I wanted to be when we have the Batman to talk about and then just kind of the Cape Crusader in general. Uh, Bry, Waleed, I appreciate you guys as always. I hope you had fun today. Um, guys, uh, I appreciate everyone listening. We said the next episode, or you may have already heard our review of the Batman. Uh, like I said, we were recording a few of these in the can before we actually released the podcast feed. So the first three could be a little bit of a mixed order, but going forward after that, everything will be in a linear fashion and not a big multiverse. Um, but for myself, Brian, Waleed, Vise, thank you for listening. Peace. Bye. Yeah.